What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode 161, and in today's show, I'm talking about mobility, specifically reviewing um, some of my favorite mobility tools, why they're my favorite, the drills you can do with them, and then just I also uh, clarify some things that I said before about uh, foam rollers, about... uh, general mobility practices and warm-up practices clarify some of that and um, hopefully this is helpful for you guys in making your own movement practice and in uh, creating your own mobility routine today's show as always is sponsored by health iq a life insurance company that helps you save on your life insurance if you can qualify for a uh, a lower rate. It helps health conscious people like you guys, the listeners, strength training, um, runners, cyclists, people who care about their diet, people who care about mobility, just get that lower rate. It's it's the fastest growing life insurance company with over 5 billion in coverage. Check them out, guys. www.healthiq.com slash triple F is the link to visit. I will link that in the full description of the show healthiq.com slash the word triple the letter f now let's get down to today's show episode i think it's 161 today about mobility welcome to the fitness food and freedom podcast keep listening for some awesome advice on health motivation and becoming a better version of yourself Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz. Welcome to another Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. On Workout Wednesdays, I talk about training and I talk about fitness specifically, but today's show, I'm going to address mobility. This is something I have been talking a lot about recently. I've been kind of having this little theme going on of training longevity, right? Um, of warming up, of of focusing on the health of your body, the health of your joints, your muscles, getting that proper warm-up, mobility work, cool down, priming the muscles, getting everything working great so you can train for life and you can make it a lifestyle choice, right? And that's really what's important. I've talked about that a lot recently, and today I'm going to kind of go off that even more. I'm going to tell you my three favorite mobility tools today. I'm going to list those out for you. I'm going to tell you my favorite drills with each tool, so the things you can use those tools for, and um, they're all they're all inexpensive. They're all that things that can be picked up. Maybe barring only one of them, might be a little more intense, uh, but you can. You can pick these up anywhere and you can use them for a lot of different things. So I'll give you my favorite tools, my favorite drills, but then also clear the air a little bit. Got a question about foam rolling, um, maybe just some contradiction to what I've been saying as far as saying that foam rolling is important. It's something that can be helpful for your, for your mobility, but then in my episode about warming up, I, I actually... Um, 
I actually kind of said, you know, I don't really like that global foam, foam rolling. And really what it does is just kind of deadens the, deadens the nerves basically and kind of a, kind of a dumbed down sense of it is that it deadens that area, just kind of gets you temporarily in a position. It's a band-aid fix. So I'm going to address that as well. I'm going to talk about that within this episode, address that address the difference, address what I really think about foam rollers. And hopefully this helps answer that question. And it also really helps you guys' mobility practice. Now I've talked about before making a movement practice, right? And that's probably the most important thing you can do for your mobility training. Now I've been thinking a lot lately about getting more into the mobility game as far as helping you guys out with that, because I think it's so important. I think most everybody needs more of it. I think there's a lot of tight areas on everybody, right? I mean, me too, most trained people, elite athletes, especially elite athletes, but then just your average person as well. You know, maybe they sit too much, maybe they use their muscles wrong, maybe they give themselves a problem from training. All these different things can really amount to some big mobility problems. And I've been thinking a lot about addressing that more and more and more uh, in my podcast and on YouTube and social media, giving you guys some direction on how to do that. Uh, the biggest thing I can tell you just now briefly is the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing really, really is um, just to make it a practice. Don't necessarily say, okay, I'm going to do some mobility work right now, right? Instead, focus on making it something that happens all day. I mean, you might not have time or motivation to make a 20, 30 minute mobility workout every day. Maybe you don't really want to give up your current training goal and focus only on mobility, which I think some people would benefit from. If you don't want to do that, though, it's very beneficial to just kind of add up little things throughout the day, right? And that can be that can be as small as sitting in a squat for a minute every every hour, right? It's only one minute out of every hour, so you're only looking at like ten minutes a day, probably, of sitting in a squat. But that's going to add up, right? That's ten minutes sitting in a squat that you didn't have before. And same thing, maybe you just hang from a bar for a minute every hour or two, right? If you end up with five five minutes added up throughout the day of hanging, that's going to be great for your shoulders and for your thoracic spine. It's going to really help your mobility and help you get in those positions easier. That And also, I mean, you could use some of the tools I'm going to talk about today as far as mobility. Use a ball, use a foam roller, and just roll certain areas uh, just throughout the day randomly, right, if you have time. If you're making food in the kitchen, maybe you're rolling your foot on a tennis ball. Maybe you're just fixing your feet a little bit. Maybe you... Maybe if you're watching TV, you're doing some stretches, you are on the ground foam rolling, right? Using these different tools throughout the day, adding up to a whole amount of time, right? If you do the squat thing every day, you foam roll or do another kind of mobility tool like I'm going to talk about today while you're watching TV for an hour at night, I mean, you're going to get maybe one to two hours of mobility work in, not necessarily intense mobility work, but you are going to get that, get that stimulus. And that's really going to be better than not doing anything. Right. I mean, that's really what you're comparing it to is doing nothing compared to, compared to doing, to doing just something right. That's going to add up over time. That's a big, 
big strategy for bodyweight exercise is just to start doing a few reps here and there throughout the day. It'll add up. Uh, that's, that's just something that I like to do is make a movement practice out of it. It's probably the most sustainable, quickest way. And it's really going to make healthy habits for you as well. You're just going to get used to moving more, sitting in different positions, um, being active, not, you know, not just lounging, not just, uh, forgetting all about body position and mobility. So that being said, I do have uh, this list I want to go over in today's show, which is which is my top three favorite mobility tools. And within each tool, I will give you my maybe like one or two drills that I really think are beneficial that most everyone should be doing. My favorite ones that I do all the time and um, they're easy. They're things that you can do anytime, anywhere. Uh, so let's get started on that list. Number one for my favorite mobility tools, this one isn't necessarily something you can pick up anywhere, but it is awesome for a mobility tool. This is a kettlebell, just a straight up iron kettlebell, right? And a heavy one at that. I'd say probably 35 to 55 pounds is about where I'd want this kettlebell to be for weight. This is one of my favorite mobility tools, and I'll tell you why. If you have one of these at your gym, if you have one of these at home, uh, I definitely recommend utilizing it. And there's some different drills I like doing a lot, which I'll go over really soon. I just like the kettlebell primarily for that weight. I like what the weight can do as far as gravity is concerned, right? With that gravity plus that weight that you're going to have with the kettlebell, that raw iron shaped into a ball, it's going to be something you can really smash into your muscles, something you can really benefit from um, as far as, as far as loosening up some areas, making sure that nothing is too tight, really relaxing your body and getting it into those positions without um, having to warm up too much. And I'll kind of explain that in a little bit right here. I'm going to tell you about my favorite drills with the kettlebell and that'll maybe help explain what I mean by using that weight to get into different positions. So the first thing I like to do with kettlebell uh, is a goblet squat, which basically what that means is you're just going to stand straight up. You're going to hold the kettlebell in the goblet position, which means um, holding it by the two horns, basically right in front of your chest, pressed up against your chest. You're just going to squat down, keeping that ke- that kettlebell perpendicular to the ground, right? So you're not bending over at the torso. You squat straight down. And what's going to happen if that kettlebell is like the weight I said, 25, 35, 45, 55 pounds, it's going to pull you down into that squat position. And that kettlebell is going to drop right between your legs. Your knees are going to be forced to go out, which is good. You can focus on keeping your feet forward and your your back neutral. The goblet squat just naturally promotes a neutral spine. So it's going to be good on your back. And it's really going to help your hip, your hip mobility. This is a great one to do in a warm up. It's a great thing to do um, if you just want a quick little way to get into a squat position. It's one of my favorite drills to do. I do this one all the time whenever I am holding some kind of weight like that. Just hold it by the horns and drop right down into the low squat. Don't worry about stopping wherever parallel is or, you know, fixing a butt wink. Just drop all the way down into into a full squat so your hamstrings are resting on your calves so that so your elbows are on the inside of your knees. You're pushing out. You have that kettlebell and that's holding you down in that position. It's great for forcing you down in that position. I mean, if you've squatted before, you'll notice that first set with the bar is going to be a lot harder than when you've 
throw on 135, right? When you throw on the 135 on the barbell, that weight's just going to push you down to that range of motion. It might not be comfortable, but it is the fastest way to get you moving. And that's that's why I like the goblet squat with the kettlebell. It's really good for getting you down to that position, especially if you're not used to it. And you can focus on other areas as well. I mean, even sink down into that goblet squat and start moving, moving side to side. Maybe you twist, maybe you push one knee out, pull one knee in, wiggle around a little bit, be active in that stretch, move your ankles, right? Rock on your ankles back and forth. It's a really great way to develop some great mobility for the squat position, which is something a lot of people are super tight in. Another way I like to use the kettlebell Um, That one was kind of pre-workout, right? The goblet squat sinking down into it. This kind of a pre-workout drill. Also, what I like to use the kettlebell for is just smashing, right? That's That's the nice graceful term for it is smashing. And what I do post-workout, so let's say you do these squats, right? You have a very intense squat session. This last Monday, I did seven sets of 10 with squats, so very intense on the quads, right? And the quads on me are very tight. That's the muscle on the front of the thigh, a very tight muscle for just about everybody, and it goes up into the hip, into the hip flexor, and that whole front area is often very tight. And that tight area can cause the pelvis to be tilted in a, in a not, not advantageous way, you know, it's a very common way. So I don't want to say it's like terrible, but it is going to pull you into a position that's not optimal. And if you loosen that up, it's going to help your pelvis be more neutral and in the right place. You're going to have less low back pain. You're going to have less hip pain, less knee pain. If you just loosen up those muscles in the front of the leg and the hips. So what I like to do with the kettlebell is I just plop right down on the floor, and I did this on Monday, plop right down on the floor, legs out in front of you, right? So you're just sitting there. You take that heavy kettlebell, go heavier this time if you have them in your gym, pick up the 55-pounder, and you just set it right on your quad. No flexing, no stretching, no, no anything. Just relaxed, sitting there, setting the kettlebell right down on your quad and right down in the middle, right? Pretty close to your kneecap, so not too high up. You're just gonna set it right there. And you'll know immediately what this does. It's going to feel like it's going to, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to really hurt. It's going to be hard to hold that position for a long time. And what I recommend doing is like pulling up your shorts a little bit, um, and letting that kettlebell sit on your actual bare skin, twist it back and forth, really work that skin, work that muscle, slide it back and forth, side to side, front to back. You're going to just slightly move the kettlebell around, but not too intensely. And you're not going to push down. You're not going to pull up. You're not going to roll or anything like that. You're just going to be smashing that muscle. What that's going to do is one, it's going to help kind of loosen things up, right? It's going to be a great post-workout way to let the muscle relax and let the muscle kind of calm down. But also it's going to get you into that parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically um, the relaxing one, right? You need that to recover. You need to get in that more chill mode to recover properly. And what, and that's going to be a great way to do it. You are going to be in pain, probably wanting to throw up while you this kettlebell sitting on your quad if you're pretty tight. But when it comes off, your leg is going to feel incredible. Your legs are going to feel looser than when you started. They're going to feel not sore. You're going to have way more flexibility there. And that's really going to do wonders if you do regularly. Those are probably my top two exercises with the kettlebell. 
Oh, let, let me give you one more. One more exercise with the kettlebell, also squat related. This is a great one you can do at home. I don't recommend you do this at the gym because people might look at you funny or wonder why you are soiling their kettlebells. What you do though is you put the kettlebell on the ground. They have flat bottoms. So they'll stand straight up. That handle is going to be sticking up, right? And you're just going to lay your, adduct, your adductor on it. And what, and what that's going to do is it's just going to do the same thing as with the quad. You're just going to be smashing it out and you're basically going to have that on the inside of your thigh, really close up to your pelvis. You can imagine that area and you're just going to rock forward and back on that kettlebell. It's a great one to get your, to get your adductors all, all loosened up. I mean, it's really going to do wonders for you that those are commonly tight and that's really a common thing that prohibits a good squat so that's probably my third kettlebell is a great tool for your mobility a great tool or that you can use in your warm-up your cool down and at home next tool that i like to use that you can get anywhere is going to be a ball and I'm cheating, I'm being very general when I say a ball, but I mean, probably my favorites are, if you want an actual product designed for this, is a yoga tune-up ball by Jill Miller. Those are great, but you can do you can get the same effect by just using a softball. Um, the ones I would have in the house would be a softball, a lacrosse ball, and a tennis ball. Those are probably my top three. If you want to ditch one, ditch the tennis ball, use the softball and use the lacrosse ball or just get two lacrosse balls. And these can be used to pinpoint anywhere on your body, right? For your mobility. What I like to do with mobility, and I'll get to this when I talk about foam rollers in a little bit, but my main focus in mobility is targeting. I really want to target a specific area. I don't want to... I don't want to just do a broad general thing that's just going to loosen up the whole body, right? What I want to do is focus on an area that's tight, that's causing pain, that's prohibiting me from getting in a certain range of motion and working on that. And that's what the ball can really do well. So if your back hurts, right? If your back is sore, maybe you use that softball on your piriformis, on the outside of your glute, basically into your low back. Just rub that back and forth. Maybe if you you know, have tight ankles, you can use the lacrosse ball up and down on your calf. Uh, If you have neck pain, rock back and forth, uh, right underneath the base of the skull with that, with that lacrosse ball, maybe dig into that upper trap right on the shoulders. Uh, My favorite one, probably since I'm giving specifics is to take the lacrosse ball and just go right down that line of the in between the scapula and the spine right that's really gnarly area for most people and that um scapula area with the scapula being like not being able to move right with it actually being kind of glued down and not being super mobile that's why a lot of people can't get overhead very well they can't press their arms over their head very well they kind of go out in front of them uh, or they really have to arch their back to get there so that's really going to help with that area and also for me i have a lot of kind of neck pain that I deal with. So I have to roll my traps quite often because I tend to elevate my shoulders a little bit. I don't know if it's stress or if it's a muscle imbalance, but I tend to elevate the shoulders and just rolling out the traps with the lacrosse ball every night helps me sleep better. It helps that 
pain to go away if there is pain, but really just to prevent that tightness that happens. And any kind of rolling you do is really going to get you in that parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to help you recover and it's going to help you sleep better, which are both critical for recovery, right? Is the sleep and just getting in that system. So I really like the lacrosse ball as a targeted tool. The specific drill, I guess I'd say that spine scapula one, but really it's just going to be working down whatever area you feel needs it. Really being targeted and specific with your approach to mobility with a ball. Start with a lacrosse ball and try that. Use a softball too on the certain areas, maybe on the lower body. Um, I typically don't use the ball for sometimes I'll use the softball on my quads, but not really ever on the hamstrings and even not too much on the calves or the hips. So I tend to stick those, those balls more up on the pecs, the upper back. Um, and really that's where I focus a lot of my attention and the shoulders. So you can try that out. That's a great mobility tool. Everybody should be playing around with a lacrosse ball. Even if you're standing there doing something, just have your foot on it, work your foot back and forth, work on your foot, your foot mobility. Cause I mean, everything comes from the feet, right? I could do a whole episode on that. In fact, I probably will, maybe even next week, doing an episode on on how much effect the feet really have on everything else. And just rolling your feet with a lacrosse ball is really going to help your mechanics and various exercises and movements. The Triple F Podcast is brought to you by Health IQ. 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. They save you, they save you money on your life insurance. And it's up to that 33% because physically active people, people who care, people like you guys who are physically active have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive and sedentary right? And that's so important. Health IQ rewards that by helping you qualify for a lower rate. Check out healthiq.com slash triple F if you're interested. That's healthiq.com slash triple F. Okay, so my third mobility tool is going to maybe come as a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to explain this and also answer my question um, about what I talked about in the last couple episodes that I got. My last and final, my favorite mobility tool is a foam roller, right? So this question, it actually came from one of my relatives. He said, I've heard you say that there are no real benefits to foam rolling, but you do it daily. Does it help at all, right? Does it help with your muscles and keeping things loose? So I've said before that I, I do foam roll, I do mobility work daily, but I've also said in these latest episodes that the, that the foam roller specifically doesn't really do a lot as far as increasing your flexibility and, and your mobility, right? It's a Band-Aid fix. That's what I've talked about. And I'm going to clarify that in this episode and also explain why the foam roller is one of my favorite mobility tools. So the, 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 the clarification is going to come in two different ways. One of them going to be, I don't really use the foam roller daily. I do mobility work daily, right? And that's not necessarily a foam roller. Some days that might just look like stretching while I watch TV. Some days that might look like a long dynamic warm up. 
Some days that might look like rolling on a roller, a foam roller. I have some really hard like PVC rollers I roll on, lacrosse balls, yoga tune-up balls, softballs, uh, inflatable ball. I have a whole Rubbermaid full of mobility tools. It's going to look different for every day. And the the moral of the story there in the second reason or the second way I use foam rollers is in a targeted approach once again. So that is where foam rollers are useful is when you're actually specifically targeting a certain area or movement or position, right? I am not totally against, once again, something is better than nothing, but I, I don't think it's optimal to use the foam roller just in a broad general warm-up, right? Not to just use it globally, to roll the whole body before you work out. Don't roll your back, roll your, roll your upper back, your lower back, your lats, your pecs, your quads, your hamstrings, your calves, and then call that good, right? You're not actually targeting an area that you need. You're just rolling all over kind of mindlessly, now, that's not saying rolling those areas of the foam roller is bad. I actually think it's great. But what you need to do is be more focused and targeted with your approach. So if you tend to have a tight lower back, you're going to be rolling that lower back before you start your warm-up, right? If you tend to have really tight tight hips or tight tight adductors when you're going into your squat, you're going to be rolling out those, but you're not just going to be blindly rolling up and down the foam roller like you see a lot of people do at the gym. You're going to be letting it grip your skin and you're going to be twisting back and forth. You're going to be playing with on your quads. You're not just going to be going up and down. You're going to be going side to side, diagonally. You're going to be rocking back and forth on that foam roller. You're going to be doing different angles, different targeted approaches to loosen up problem areas. You find an area that's really tight on the quads, right? It's right in the middle of the quad for me. You hit that area, you feel that little twinge of pain, and instead of just rolling up and down it, you sit there. You let it dig right into that muscle. You flex your muscle as hard as you can. You relax into that foam roller, and you use it over and over again like that to help your muscles relax and get pliable. That's what the foam roller does is it is a Band-Aid fix, but it is a great way to temporarily get pliable for movement. And that's why I like the foam roller. That's why it is one of my top three is because it can be used on any body part, basically very versatile. I think everyone should own one and it's just a way to get things loosened up, get things feeling good, get things moving, get some blood flow and maybe, maybe band-aid fix something that you need to fix in other ways, right? Yes, you might need to work on strengthening, uh, let's say your upper back, right? And that's why you're, let's let's go down this chain here okay maybe your your shoulders are rounded forward which causes shoulder pain and your shoulders are rounded forward because of a weak upper back an underdeveloped upper back you can take the time to develop that upper back but until you do you might just have to roll out those shoulders roll out that upper back and those pecs with the foam roller to get into proper positions to get loose enough right it's a band-aid fix it's something that is very useful though now my favorite i'm going to give you my two favorite things with the foam roller one of them is going to be the quad roll that i just talked about and i don't mean rolling up and down the quad i mean going rocking back and forth twisting sliding up and down, whatever possible ways you can think of to do it. And then also, uh, my favorite one is to use the roller as a anchor, okay? Let me explain that. This is for thoracic extension, which is something most people lack. Thoracic extension meaning the extension you can make your, your thoracic spine go into. 
right? So your spine is separated into three different categories. You have your cervical spine, which is your neck, your thoracic spine, which is the upper back, and the lumbar spine, which is the lower back. Now, the natural curve of the spine and the low back is a slight arch, right? That's called lordotic. And on the upper back is a slight round, which is called kyphotic. I think that's how you pronounce it. So that, uh, that natural round can cause you to get pretty tight, and you want to be able to extend that spine into that that lordotic look or at least neutral so you can get your arms over your head, right, which is a basic human movement. Everyone should be able to do it, and a lot of people can't. Most people's thoracic extension is terrible. And where a foam roller comes in, why it's my favorite tool, and this drill is why the foam roller makes my top three. The foam roller is great for rolling your muscles. It's beneficial, but I think since I believe in such a targeted approach that lacrosse balls and softballs are even better than the foam roller. So that's my opinion on rolling the muscles is better than nothing, useful, band-aid fix, uh, but the balls are better. But this drill makes the foam roller fly up into the top three because I love this one. This one has to be paired with some kind of barbell or some kind of anchor on the floor. You could use your couch. You could use a table leg. You could use anything at home uh, that is not going to easily be moved and something that goes all the way to the floor. What you're going to do is it's very simple. You're just going to put that foam roller right across your upper back, uh, probably mid upper back. So right in the middle of your scapulas, you're going to sit there with it, butts up in the air, you're going to reach back and you're going to grab the anchor with your arms over your head fully extended with your hands, right? So you're you're going to have your arms over your head close together as an anchor. If it's a barbell, you're a little closer than shoulder width apart and then you drop your butt down and keep your lower back flat. I know it sounds complicated, but all it looks like is you're just forcing an arch with that foam roller into that thoracic spine with your hands anchored down so they can't fly up, right? Your hands are anchored, they can't move, and that foam roller is acting as as a, uh, a kind of like just a kind of like a hair curler does, right? Kind of like a hair curler does when it's in someone's hair, it the hair wraps around it and it's like forced around that around that cylinder. And that's what the foam roller is doing. It's forcing your thoracic spine around the cylinder as you reach over your head and lower your butt down to the ground. Great, great movement there for thoracic extension. Hold that for two minutes. Just breathe deep into it. You're going to really improve your overhead ability. You're going to decrease tightness in your low back, your upper back, and your traps. It's going to do really just do wonders for your upper body mobility. That one right there is probably why the foam roller ends up in my top three. But those three are my favorite tools, the foam roller, the kettlebell, and the balls. I think if you have those three at your disposal, uh, you, along with some basic stretches, you know, you'll do just fine in your mobility training. The really important thing is the movement practice. Be mobile, be active, try to get in the positions regularly throughout the day. What I focus on in the day is not sitting too long, so walking around, being active, right? That's priority number one. Priority number two for me is to get in good positions throughout the day, and that can involve during my warm-up, during my cool-down, during my workout itself, and also at home, randomly drop into a squat, sit there for a minute, maybe you do a pec stretch when you're at the doorway once in a while, right? Just get these little things in that add up through the course of 
hours, days, weeks, months, years, right? And then my last priority is an actual targeted mobility workout, which is going to be about 10 to 15 minutes that I do in the morning. Uh, If you don't want to start there, start with just adding it in throughout the day, but that's a great way to do it. Just short one, right? Just 10 minutes a day. Don't start with something too unsustainable, but focus on an area Map it out in your phone or on a piece of paper what day you're going to work on what, right? That's a good way to start. From there, you can go into what you feel like you need, but start out with a plan. Go say Sunday is upper back and thoracic extension. Monday is the quads. Tuesday is the hip flexors. Wednesday is the is is the adductors uh, and so on, right? Create a little system that is going to help you get into that movement practice That's my mobility tips for today. Hopefully that answers the question on foam rolling and my mobility recommendations. Um, Thank you to everyone for the feedback on the last couple episodes. You guys really seem to like that tip about going dinner to dinner for tracking your food. So I'm glad about that. If you have any questions about anything or you want to see some certain mobility tips be made, just go to Stoltz Fit on Instagram and comment there. That's probably the best place that I'll see your that I'll see your comment, I'll see your question, uh, or go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact. I'll link that in the full description as always. Thank you for joining me for today's episode, for today's Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. See you next time, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.